Every day, for a hundred days, during this great and terrible pause, Cood Street is spending ten minutes or so with readers and book lovers from around the world, asking them what they're reading, and what they'd recommend to anyone with a bit of time on their hands. This is day 97, and today I'm joined by the Nebula Award-winning author of The Burning City, The Summer Prince, and The Upcoming Trouble with the Saints, Aliyah Dawn Johnson, who joins me from somewhere, it seems, in rural Mexico. Hello, Aliyah. Hello, Jonathan. I am I am here in San Pedro Amuzgos, Oaxaca. I'm not even going to try to spell that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty far from from known places on the map. You've you've just you were just saying before we started. You've just moved and everything. You're now out in that place you mentioned, and yes. uh, I presume enjoying it. Looking over your shoulder, it looks beautiful. Uh, how are these crazy times treating you? How you know, sort of just everything is kind of gotten upturned. This is this is supposed to be. I haven't published a full length novel since 2014. Um, my novel Love Is a Drug came out in 2014, which is a YA novel, and the novel is coming out this year in like three weeks. <laughs> Trouble of Saints is an adult novel, and so it's my first novel in six years. And 2020 was kind of supposed to be my my big comeback year i mean i suppose it still is right but um my my vision of this big comeback year in january i actually visited new york in january um visit my publisher like we recorded events it's very weird watching those videos come out now because i kind of recorded them before the timeline shifted um and and you know and it was like they were going to not exactly a tour but a pre-pub kind of events and just a lot of things and i was you know, I'd kind of been in Mexico doing my own thing and writing and is very kind of intensely focused on craft. And I got a master's degree and, you know, all sorts of stuff. And, and I kind of thought, oh, this time I'm going to see my friends and I go to conventions and I'm kind of going to like go back out into the world. And suddenly like that world isn't what any of us thought it was going to be. And, and so we're kind of, instead of going out, I've, I've sort of, or maybe out to where I thought I was going, like I've kind of gone into a totally different direction. And, and so in a lot of ways, it's been amazing just because I'm, I'm like discovering all sorts of new things and I'm going to try all sorts of things that I always kind of vaguely dreamed of, you know, um, I always kind of had this like notion at some point I was going to move to the country and try a different way of life. Cause I've been a city, city girl my whole life, you know, but yeah, this kind of this kind of pushed the timeline up and back and around for everything. <laughs> and so, sort of now you're in the I mean, you're in the country. Is it what you expected? Well, I've only been here for two weeks, so we're basically <laughs> just finishing the quarantine. So really, I couldn't. I you should ask me in two months. <laughs> like so far, but we got a dog, so that I don't know. Everything just seems to be accelerating. So everything is is kind of. I don't know, you know, everything, everything is so, so different. I just feel like every day I'm learning different things. I'm eating different food every yeah. day. Like there's all sorts of um, kind of wild plants that, mm -hmm. that the neighbors will bring us by. And like, have you tried this one and this one? And so I'm, Fantastic. you know, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's great. Sounds exciting. Let me ask you, I mean, given the upheaval of the time, do you, have you been able to, to read, to work, to focus? Because quite often people just can't. Uh, yeah. Um, it's been hard. I mean, I have deadlines. I have, I have like Douglas Adams. I love deadlines. I love the whooshing sound they make as they pass me by. I, uh, <laughs> I haven't made these deadlines, so I am continuing to try. And, you know, so the focus is an issue. I mean, it's just constant. I've, I've kind of, since I come here, like I'm kind of slowly beginning to like get a rhythm. Because again, you know, everything else aside, I was also trying to move in the middle of this. It was just, everything sure, yeah. was a mess. Um, 
Yeah, but I mean, so I've been, I've been kind of getting to it. It's really sort of trying to just sort of center myself and find a place like inside of myself where there's like this calm, because I have this weird feeling or I want to get words out. Like I'm desperate yeah. to, to, to write like every day. Like there's all these kind of words bouncing around in there, but I sit to write and it's just like, I suddenly just start to feel totally <laughs> off, you know, nothing is working. And I, and I don't quite know how to, I haven't quite figured out how to reconcile that yet. I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, maybe I should try free writing. Like it's mm -hmm. just, there's a lot, it's almost like there's a lot built up and there's, but there's just so much going on that I haven't figured out how to process it, but I need to clearly because right now it's almost like I have too much to write. <laughs> so I don't write at all. <laughs> it sounds challenging. Like you need some time to just send to yourself so you can begin to look at, look forward. But yeah, let me ask you this then. Have you been able to reading to read? Have, what have you been reading? And critically, is it any good? I have been I have been checking out a lot of books in the library. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't I, sound I, like I, reading, but okay. <laughs> I to read a lot of these books. I have, you know, I'll go through these periods where I kind of can't read almost mm. anything. I manage to, oh, suddenly, like, you know, something bursts and I'm just like, you know, obsessively reading. So, so in the last kind of burst reading period, I was um, kind of tending towards more comforting or fun reads. So mm -hmm. I, I read Holly Black's, um, I think it's called the Princess of the Air trilogy. Yeah. It's, it's the one that um, begins with the cruel prince. Um and the Wicked King and the Queen of Nothing. And I love this trilogy. I was like, totally, I was, I was in love. It was so great. No one, no one sticks the ending like Holly Black. It is a master <laughs> the ending. So I just was, that, that just like filled me with joy. And it's also kind of, it's one of those, those brilliant reads that are both fun and thought provoking, mm -hmm. you know? So it's not, it's not like, you know, you feel really like weighed down by it, but I'm always sort of like thinking about stories in different ways after I read one of her books. So. Excellent. That was great. And have you been reading anything else, or is that has that been the the uh, thing of the moment? The thing of, I mean, I've been. I, it's kind of like a, the, on the opposite end of that. I've the other. I haven't finished this one, but I have been reading it. Um, is Year of Wonders by Geraldine Brooks because <laughs> apparently, like reading about the plague during plague time is like cathartic or something. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I mean, there's just, it's just astonishing to me, you know, yeah. just like, obviously historical fiction. I mean, it's not, it's not like memoir of the plague of, it's a, it's a, it's a bubonic plague of um, the 17th century in rural England, but it's, it's not obviously written in the time period, but sure. I, you know, she uses a lot of historical references and I just must say there's so many parallels. There's just so much like, so like the, even like the, the major central argument of the text is rich people and people who can get out don't leave and spread the plague everywhere. Like that's literally just like the central yeah. challenge, you know, I don't know, the like the major like conflict of the novel is that. And yeah. I to me it's amazing because especially when I was reading it, it was exactly when like everyone was fleeing New York City and, you know, seeding <laughs> coronavirus in lots of <laughs> rural areas that did not actually have the resources to deal with that kind yeah. of outbreak, yeah. that kind of stuff. So so that was, I mean, so it was just kind of like what's what's all is old is new again, kind of. And it, it just sort of made me sit up going like, you know, we, we think that we know so much about, about you know, I mean, obviously we have as a society, like so much knowledge of science and, mm -hmm. and epidemiology and medicine. And yes, that's true. And yet, you know, like there's just a lot of basics that haven't changed as much as we like to imagine that yeah. they have. The, the core experience <laughs> remains quite similar. 
Yeah. 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 Like, like it's just, just kind of like the means of communication maybe are what seems to be really starkly different now yeah. than, than any other time in the past. But, but you know, people's basic, Sometimes great and sometimes awful human instincts. They really seem to be like remarkably <laughs> stable. Um, and the other, the other thing I've been reading, kind of like in, in this quest to sort of center myself and figure out, like, yeah. you know, what am I? You know, what I mean? What am I doing? Like, how am I going to live in this world that's so different from what I was expecting? Especially, sure. you know, with in terms of my career and everything. Obviously, this is like a small potatoes in like a global scheme of things, but it's you know very much well, on my mind. And and is it's actually um, Pema Chodron, like uh, it's a Buddhist nun, and yeah. she she's wrote a book called um, "The Places That Scare You," which has been great. I mean, it's 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 kind of like short and pithy, so like I kind of read it in bursts. But every time I read it, it's sort of like calming, you know. <laughs> so it sort of gives you these ideas of okay, you know, like how to basically it's all about how to confront your fears. So yeah. like there's living in a lot of time with a lot of fear and a lot of uncertainty, and it's just sort of how to Part how to live with that. And it's all about like extending compassion to yourself and to others. And it's just sort of like <laughs> the rigorous practice of compassion. And like if I do it, it seems to work. Basically, yeah. it's it's very hard. It sounds very easy, and it's just one of those things. Like the the, the deeper you get into it, it just is like, whoa, you know, there's a lot there. <laughs> it sounds to me like your reading experience lately has been a combination of comfort and inquiry of trying to like balance things yeah. a little bit and find a place. Uh, and normally I'd, I'd ask you sort of, what would you recommend people seek out? Should it be comfort? Should it be challenging and that kind of thing? But it seems like from what you've been reading, the answer is whatever works for you. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, comfort is, I mean, I am all about comfort. It is, it is the best, but I found that, you know, especially, you know, the days leading up to move, which were very stressful. I was kind of like obsessively playing word games, you know, it was just sort of like, like literally like distilling all of my consciousness. Like I could not follow a narrative to save my life. It was all just like what words can this combination of letters form, you know? And, and I'm like, you know, this isn't, this doesn't seem like a very productive way of spending my time. Obviously, (laughs) but I, I did think to myself, I mean, I wonder if it's just, it's just that you need something that will take you out of yourself but yeah. that meant like I was I was kind of going too far, you know. I was like becoming like a word machine, and instead it it's sort of yeah. That was when I would kind of go back and try reading the Pima Chodron again, you know, like yeah. okay, <laughs> like I'm I'm kind of like running too far afield. I can't just like curl up on the floor and cry, <laughs> so I gotta try <laughs> something else, you know. <laughs> so let me ask you this then: What do you have out in the world? I mean, we've touched on a little bit, but there's like a new book. You did the writing thing. Yes, I wrote I wrote a novel. I can't. Can't believe it because this took a long time. It's like seven years, not you know continuous, but it's seven mm-hmm. years of working on it. Um, Trouble the Saints is out on July twenty first, so that's in like three weeks. Pre orderable, pre orderable, totally. <laughs> um, and it's it's interesting, you know. It's a it's a historical novel. It's it seems very appropriate right now because it's very much about. Um, it's very much about about finding your place in a world that is very hostile to you for who you are. You know, it, it stars a woman who's um, she's she's a black mixed race. She passes for white, um, and it's and it kind of starts out as a noir narrative as she's trying to get out of the mob where she's been a hit woman, 
And it's in a kind of light fantasy world where she and other people of color or marginalized people have these kind of power in their hands where she, in her case, has like uncanny aim and other people have other powers. And so, and it's a kind of power that kind of tips the scales a little in their direction, but still there's so much structural power on the side of, of, the, of, of white people and the power structure in our world that, you know, it kind of, it's kind of like a momentary local thing mm-hmm. and it doesn't quite, it isn't enough to really tip the balance, but it still has these, these moments. And so it's kind of her trying to get out of the game, like a classic noir story and then things go wrong, but with that other kind of weight behind it and then it keeps going, yeah. you know, so it, it, it deals with the, the aftermath of that kind of violence instead of just sort of like letting it fade out. Yeah. Um, and it just, it's, a, it's a tricky story. I, I'm really, really proud of it, but it was definitely not the kind of thing that I knocked out on the first draft. <laughs> so. Well, actually, I was going to say, I mean, it sounds fascinating. It sounds great. Uh, was, it, was it fun to write? There were moments that were brilliant. I mean, just like I was so excited <laughs> with myself. Like, I just was just running around like this. It's so, this is so cool. But it took a lot of energy to get to those points, you know, because yeah. I, I knew what I wanted. Like the vision of it was like thrilling to me from the beginning, but the, like it was one of those things where like the distance between what I wanted to get and what was actually getting out like on yeah. the computer screen was, was not the same. And it just, I just kept going, but what, but what, you know, and it was only when I kept going because I first just wrote the noir story as like a standalone. And mm-hmm. then I, I just, I just, it just didn't, wasn't quite working. And yeah. so I, yeah. I was like, well, what happens if I just kept going, you know? Yeah at the end like at the end of what the traditional story was what if i like see what happens next yeah. and that was when things really took off does it still surprise you how much work it is to write a novel i that's an interesting question i um let's say like i have a kind of philosophical understanding that novel writing is work <laughs> <laughs> it is it is just hard like i'm not i am not I feel like maybe this is just for my own like mental health. Right? Like I, <laughs> I gave up long ago the notion that writing was just going to be like sitting in front of my computer just to have like the most fun of my day. Like I really <laughs> don't have that notion, which doesn't mean, which, you know, I feel like when I say that sometimes people are like, well, you know, it's like you just think writing is miserable and it's not that it's miserable. It's like, I don't know. You could even like meditation. You know, like, is it, it's sort of, is it that it's like challenging and also that, I mean, when I listen to, to novelists talk about writing, it feels as though, depending on their own experience, and seem to vary with each book, with each writer, there's not, nothing hugely consistent. But still, there's this thing where you're pulling something out of nothing, and something that is complex, not simple. So it's not just a boof. Here's an image. It's like. I have to make this thing and then I have to go back and make this thing make sense. And then I have to go through and refine it. Then I have to go back and actually make it nice and good (laughs) and work. And for some people, hi, Stephen King seems to take four minutes. Right. And for other people, it just takes like longer. Right. 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 Oh my God. Like you mentioned Stephen King, his, his on writing novel is one of those, or not, sorry, not novel, his book on writing is, is one of those works, which I loved in the sense of the anecdotes (laughs) and the writing life and the kind of getting into his head. It was, it was really an interesting, fascinating read. But when I, the year I spent trying to follow his stricture of 2000 words a day was a really miserable year of my life. I mean, it just was, and, and it was a year of me trying to write 2,000 words a day, failing and berating myself. Like, Ooh. a year. A 
until I said, wait, wait, pause. Could it be that you just can't write like this? You know, it's just Maybe. not. Because it does sound as well. It's like, and we've been said before that sort of every time you write a new novel, you have to learn how to write that novel. Never mm-hmm. mind the fact that you have to write, work out how to write novels for yourself. So, you know, finding advice, well, dealing with advice must be kind of tricky. You know, it's now that I've done it more, like I understand the spirit in which advice is given, which is not like perceptual, you know, it's not like you must do this. And and I think, I don't think even King is really offering advice like that. It was just that when I read it when I was 22 or something, I just, I just had this thing in my head that this must mean that I should write like this so I can write three novels a year and whatever craziness that was going on in my head. And so that, you know, that kind of took a lot. It took a lot for me to get over, but I think it's a sort of understanding how to deal with advice is also just part of the understanding of figuring out your process as a writer. Sure, of course, yeah. It always changes. Your life circumstances change. I've gotten much slower the more I write, but that's also because I'm paying much more attention to all sorts of other things. You know, it's, it, it's like the balls I'm juggling in order to create a novel mm-hmm. are just there's just more, <laughs> and I and I I don't see any reason to stop trying to get better as a writer, no. um, and the way that that works for me is that I just have to go a little slower. I need experiences that are different. You know, I, I mean, to me, the process of moving to Mexico, learning Spanish, getting my master's degree, I mean, all of that was, was hugely like mind blowing and world opening. And that stuff is now starting to trickle into my writing. And that to me is like a huge inspiration and kind of part of my process, but it's slow. You know, you don't, you don't learn a language and write a novel (laughs) in a year. Like that's just not going to happen. No, no. (laughs) <laughs> well trouble with the saints will be in stores at the end of the month you know, you know listeners can pre-order it now there'll be links in the show notes and strongly recommend that you go and pre-order it but for the moment alia don johnson thank you so much for making time to speak to me today i genuinely appreciate it i appreciate it so much thank you jonathan it's a pleasure